What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant in the newsroom. I'm Andrew Green. Governor Gretchen Whitmer has signed an executive directive instructing Michigan State Department's and police agencies to use federal resources from the recently passed Bipartisan Safer Communities Act to reduce crime and gun violence. The action follows a roundtable discussion with both state leaders and residents in Kalamazoo this week. Whitmer says gun violence is a big issue. Front and center for every parent in this state as they drop their child off at a, at a school. It's front and center for all of our law enforcement. It's front and center for our, the people that treat uh, victims of, of gun violence. The governor says far too many families in Michigan don't feel safe in their neighborhoods because of crime and gun violence. She called that unacceptable and says we have to stop the violence and hold people accountable. The U.S. Senate has given final approval to the Creating Helpful Incentives for the Production of Semiconductors for America, or CHIPS Act. Congressman Fred Upton tells us the bill would fund $52 billion in incentives to boost domestic semiconductor production and research. He notes there's been a shortage of chips in the United States. We've had a real issue with manufacturing across the country over the last number of years now because the chips that were produced in this country were at one point were 40, 50 percent of the world's chips were manufactured here. And now those supply chains are gone and that number that was 40 or 50 percent has dropped to about 13 percent. Upton says since China shuts down so often due to COVID, supplies from that country have been less reliable. He says the solution is to make more chips in the U.S. With Senate approval today, the bill goes back to the House. Upton says he believes the chamber can approve it before heading home at the end of the week. Some Berrien County townships are waiting for a survey of broadband availability to be completed by the county so they can apply for broadband grants using federal ARPA funds. Buchanan Township Supervisor Melinda Cole Crocker tells us previous surveys of broadband were not complete enough to get an address-by-address look at the situation. The new survey will get that information. She notes many areas of Buchanan Township lack broadband. That's caused problems in the pandemic. It wasn't uncommon sometimes to come to work and have cars in the parking lot because we do have internet here at the township that they can log in and use as a guest, but it's still difficult. You know, we're rural, so you have to get your kids in the car and maybe bring them in and hope that you have enough fuel for the car to sit in the parking lot so that they can attend class. Cole Crocker says she previously got an estimate from Comcast regarding how much it would cost to expand broadband to the entire township. They gave me an estimate of anywhere from 400000 up to $15 million to expand broadband into Buchanan Township. Now, obviously, $15 million is fiber to everybody. That's not possible. The $400,000 estimate would be for wireless Internet, which Cole Crocker hopes could at least be rolled out to the whole township. She says the township can apply for ARPA grants from the county once it has more precise data and exact availability. It's hoped the project could be tackled in the next couple of years. The city of Buchanan has purchased the former home of Baroda Tire on South Redbud Trail with plans to redevelop the area. The city plans to demolish the structure as well as the old feed mill structure on the adjoining Railroad Street property and then make the properties available for redevelopment. 
Officials say the two properties are a prime location that serves as the main gateway for many who visit Buchanan from the Chicago area. Community Development Director Richard Murphy says the project represents a strategic move as Buchanan looks ahead to a new chapter of revitalization. A police national night out is planned for next Tuesday by the Benton Harbor Department of Public Safety. Director Dan McGinnis said this week national night out is held nationwide each year for police departments to mingle with the communities they serve. Benton Harbor's seventh annual event will be at the uh, Dwight P. Mitchell City Center Park with multiple first responder agencies. We partnered with Benton Township, so what's nice about our National Night Out, not only are we bringing citizens and the police together, we're bringing the two police departments of the 49022 together with all of our citizens. So it's been a tremendous success. McGinnis says hundreds of people come out to meet police, see equipment demonstrations, and enjoy snacks that will include snow cones. The Benton Harbor National Night Out is next Tuesday from 5 to 8 p.m. They'll also have games, a book bag giveaway, and a dunk tank with McGinnis himself ready to plunge into the drink. Voters will head to the polls next Tuesday to decide primaries around Michigan. And here in southwest Michigan, there will be several. Thanks to redistricting, the region's districts have been drastically altered, meaning you're likely in a different district than you were the last time you voted. Looking at the primaries for the Michigan Senate, southwest Michigan will have two of them to decide. First up is the state's 20th Senate District that covers the northern half of Berrien County, most of Van Buren and Allegan counties, and extends up to Byron Center in Kent County. Running as Republicans in the 20th are Eric Nesbitt of Lawton, Austin Krutz of Allegan, and Caleb Hudson of Grand Rapids. The Democrat is Kim Jorgensen-Gain of Benton Harbor. The other state Senate District that you may live in is the 17th District. That one covers the southern half of Berrien County and extends east through Cass, St. Joseph, and Branch Counties, also including part of Hillsdale County. The Republicans running are Kim Lasada of Niles and Jonathan Lindsay of Bronson. The Democrat is Scott Rex Starr of Coldwater. Due to the large numbers of counties now reporting results in these elections, the winners of the primaries next week may take longer to determine than in previous elections. And a couple of classic welcome signs have been restored and installed along U.S. 12 at the east and west entrances to the village of Three Oaks. The village council's Joe Hinman tells us the roughly 10-foot signs used to be posted in town decades ago, but were most recently sitting next to the garage in a resident's yard. About a year ago, some volunteers had the idea to fix them up and put them back out. The signs were restored and posted along U.S. 12 about a month ago. It's been a long time since we had, you know, a nice kind of more unique welcome sign. And I think it's just a lot more um, just pleasant and nice. The signs themselves are uh, noticeable and they're classic, but they're uh, going to be new to a lot of people. And it's just a kind of a more holy, pleasant welcome to the to the village as you're driving through or in or whatever you're doing. Hinman himself sanded and cleaned up the welcome to Three Oaks signs while a friend repainted them. He notes a lot of what the village does is on a volunteer basis, as this project was. He's not sure just how old the signs are, but he remembers them being at Carver Park when he was a kid. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg Report. WSJM News and Now continues. The Federal Reserve is once again set to raise interest rates to curb inflation. More from ABC's Derek Dennis. It's the fourth time this year the Fed is raising interest rates. The hike predicted by many analysts an increase of up to three quarters of a percentage point in the benchmark interest rate, triple the usual size. The increase directly relates to borrowing costs, impacting everything from credit cards, car loans and mortgages. And that makes investors worried that such aggressive action by the Fed to control inflation will 
will backfire, forcing consumers to curb their spending, which could cause a recession. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Shipping companies are not rushing to export millions of tons of trapped grain out of Ukraine despite a breakthrough deal to provide safe corridors through the Black Sea. That's because explosive mines are drifting around in the waters amid Russia's war. Ship owners are assessing the risks, and many still have questions over how the deal will unfold. The goal is to get 20 million tons of grain out of three Ukrainian ports and clear the way for Russian food and fertilizer hampered by wider sanctions. But the deal is running up against the reality of how difficult and risky it will be in a war zone. The U.N. says the joint center in Istanbul that will run the operation is working nonstop to get set up. In Washington, the House Foreign Affairs Committee turned its attention today to rising challenges to the global food supply and what can be done to prevent starvation, or if maybe she's Justin Finch. Witnesses from the U.S. Agency for International Development testified before the House Foreign Affairs Committee about the vulnerable state of the world's food supply. Natural disasters are dire threats, but USAID's Sarah Charles also points to Russia's war in Ukraine, now disrupting food shipments to countries in need like Yemen. Even in light of a historic ceasefire in Yemen that should bring relief to the Yemeni people. They're at the same time faced with skyrocketing costs of fuel, of grain. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. The heat spell scorching the Pacific Northwest is now expected to last longer than forecasters initially thought. The National Weather Service has extended the excessive heat warning for Portland, Oregon from uh, Thursday through Saturday night. The National Weather Service forecast temperatures there to near 100 degrees for the next several days. The agency also predicts Portland could break its previous heat wave duration records of six consecutive days that are 95 degrees or warmer. Portland officials will expand capacity at emergency overnight cooling shelters starting tonight. The governor, Kate Brown, has declared a state of emergency for much of the state. The U.S. says it has made a substantial offer to Russia to help secure the release of two detained Americans. ABC's Andy Field tells us about the first scheduled high-level talks between Russia and and the United States since Russia attacked Ukraine. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken announcing unexpected news. In the coming days, I expect to speak with Russian Foreign Minister Lavrov for the first time since the war began. Secretary Blinken saying his top priority will be freeing Americans Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan. He'll also discuss ways to end the Ukraine war and keep that country independent. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. Now that the Mega Millions lottery jackpot has topped $1 billion, plenty of people who rarely play the game are considering risking that $2 for a ticket or joining an office pool in the hope of an immense payoff. This is only the fourth time a lottery game has reached such heights. Buying a ticket's easy, but it's easy to be confused about the odds, how the prizes are set, and how the winnings will eventually be paid out. Keep in mind your chances of winning the jackpot always remain 1 in 302.5 million regardless of the value of the prize. You do increase your odds of winning if you buy more tickets, but you may, however many you purchase, your odds remain exceedingly small. Two former Minneapolis police officers have been sentenced for violating the civil rights of George Floyd. J. Alexander King will serve three years in federal prison and two Tau will serve three and a half years for their role in violating George Floyd's civil rights, ultimately leading to his death. Both sentences will be followed by two years of supervised release. Floyd's girlfriend, Courtney Ross, says she's disappointed. I suppose we have to take all these little small triumphs and know that we're going to move forward, even though they're just little crumbs that they kind of keep giving us, but maybe one day we'll have a loaf of bread. King and Tao will still face state charges of aiding and abetting in the murder and manslaughter of Floyd at the hands of Derek Chauvin. Derek Dennis, ABC News. 
NASA is launching two more mini-helicopters to Mars in its effort to return Martian rocks and soil samples to Earth. The space agency announced the plan that today NASA's Perseverance rover has been collecting samples and will transport them to the rocket that will launch them off the Red Planet about a decade from now. Perseverance has already gathered 11 samples. If the rover breaks down, the two helicopters being launched later this decade would load the samples onto the rocket. The choppers will be modeled after NASA's successful Ingenuity, which has made 29 flights since arriving with Perseverance at Mars last year. And President Biden was back at work today. He tested negative and in an address at the Rose Garden said his symptoms from COVID were mild the whole time. More from ABC's Karen Travers. President Biden in the Rose Garden taking a victory lap over COVID, wearing his signature aviator sunglasses and sounding a lot better than he has in recent days as he spoke to staff. I've uh, just tested negative for COVID-19 after isolating for five days. The president encouraging Americans to get vaccinated and boosted, to get free tests mailed to their homes, and seek treatment options if they get sick. I got through with no fear. A very mild discomfort because of these essentials, life-saving tools. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.